Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, this is Ange McCabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance, where our business is the success of your business. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, facilitator, and your host of the Elevate Business Podcast. The Elevate Business Podcast is a journey of discovery fueled by the curiosity to genuinely understand what makes people tick when it comes to their professional path, choices made, and the personal characteristics that drive performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately success. The Elevate Business Podcast is here to promote the enormous contributions of small and medium-sized businesses around the world by exploring the actions that make a workplace successful, the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of an organization, and how we build whole person performance from the ground up. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, growing our learning edges, and honoring our passions with a special guest who has elevated their business, overcome obstacles, and inspires others to do the same. So glad you're here. Hi, and a warm welcome to episode number 25 of the Elevate Business Podcast. Both myself, Ange McCabe, and Scott Russ are your hosts. We have the pleasure of introducing you to Sam Arsenault, founder and CEO at Support My Mac. For the past 15 years, Sam and his team have been delivering drama-free Apple IT services to organizations across Southern Ontario and Montreal. Starting by servicing residential services, Sam quickly grew their company into the corporate world and was awarded the fastest growing company by the Ottawa Business Journal in 2015. Welcome, Sam. Thank you. Great to be part of this podcast. Our pleasure. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, your company, and your journey. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I'm going to try to summarize that in a, a few minutes. Uh, so I'm the uh, founder and CEO of Support My Mac. It's uh, like you said, it's been a company, it's been in business for about 15 years now. It uh, had humble beginnings, uh, typical story, started in my university dorm room as a sideline to help pay for tuition and, and, uh, and fees as I was at uh, Ottawa U completing my Bachelor of Commerce. Um, through that journey, I was, uh, during university, I was part of the co-op program, uh, doing some uh, co-op work terms in the government, which I quickly realized I was not meant to be a government employee. And then quickly uh, shifted gears and went full time into Support My Mac. And by the time I graduated, I was uh, really running a full-time business and more. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> all right sam i mean that's so what, what i'm hearing there is you discover very quickly what wasn't right for you which then allowed you to focus more on what was right uh and build out support my mac and uh, and move move forward from there yeah absolutely it was i think figuring out uh the types of tasks i liked 
um, sense of leadership of starting something, leading a company, leading a team. It's it's this unique intersect of what are you good at, what do you like doing, and what does the market want? So you actually get paid. You know, mm. um, it's the the book, uh, the unique ability. So I think I've been really uh, fortunate to be able to focus on what is that and make the best uh, best of that and find and that for me was support my Mac uh, as a as a company and still is to this day and always open to new ideas and new business ideas and, and all that, but really just uh, doing what you're really good at mm-hmm. and you yeah. like doing, you know? And was that really obvious for you, Sam, in the sense of, you know, as you were doing it as your aside to pay for university, did that become clear to you early on or were, was there a bit of a journey or growth period there for you to discover that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it was uh, it was a bit of a journey to realize that I want to be my own boss. I mean, mm. if you had asked me when I was, you know, 18, 19, going to university, I would not have said that I'd be a business owner one day. I mean, I seem to never like hearing direction. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that was the uh, early on clue. Uh, you know, always sort of questioning things and like, oh, there, there must be a better way of doing this. Like, you know different things like that. And uh, yeah, so it was, I think it was a bit of a journey. And by the time I graduated, I'm like, I, I really got validated through different experiences that I was, I was meant to be a business owner and an entrepreneur. And, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like that line of questioning around, is there a better way of doing this? Mm-hmm. I can imagine that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of born from that line of questioning. And yeah. leading into um, some of the maybe the performance uh, measures or things around performance that led you to build up Support My Mac. What does performance mean to you, and how do you fuel that performance? Good question. Uh, performance for us, I think, is can be summarized to three things: like just having a, a getting things done mindset, so it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, good, uh, perfect is the enemy of done. You've heard that line before. So, how do we how do we live that out every day in our culture at our at Support My Mac? We have a daily uh, huddle, and sometimes it's virtual depending on what's going on. Uh, but we have a daily huddle with our main three big rocks that we're co- going to accomplish today, and that's things that will move the business forward. It could be from the operations side, the sales side, the accounting side. Everybody participates, and uh, it also gives a sense of accountability as well. Like, did you do what you said you were going to do yesterday? Yes. You know, so, um, so that's really good. Staying accountable to the team touch points. The other thing for performance, is, I think is always having the mindset of always growing, always looking for opportunities, even when you're busy. Uh, and that activity brings activity. So mm-hmm. that's something we've always done, even through the pandemic, always looking for a new way uh, either to improve our operations or to launch a new service or things like that. And then last is the positive mindset, which I think it just helps you perform at a whole other level. Uh, you know, seeing challenges as opportunities, seeing challenges as learning opportunities to see what can we do differently next time? Uh, what do we, what can we learn from this? Mm-hmm. And that I think has really fueled our performance and allowed us, allowed us to reach whole new heights uh, every year. Um, you know, it doesn't really take much. I think sometimes it, it's going back to basics, you know, uh, 
doing what you say you're going to do, you know, getting back to people quickly. Like those are basic things that I feel sometimes in the marketplace, people are just not respecting. They want to have this big, shiny new service or, or, or product, but they just, they can't get those basic things in place and master them. So mm -hmm. not forgetting about those basic things, uh, I think is a, is a good spot to, uh, get top performance. Hmm. There's a lot of great things in what you just said, Sam. So kind of echoing back, you spoke to your culture. So your environment and, and, and ensuring that there's alignment there. You also spoke to with regards to the daily huddles. So the behaviors and, and then also the habits that you have in place there for all team members. So from where you're sitting, how do you ensure that there's clarity to basically fuel those three pieces of your environment? Yeah, so <clears throat> I think you really, the whole thing here starts really with, as a CEO, you got to set the company vision. Where are you going and what's allowed and what's not allowed to be on the bus, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's almost like the non-negotiables. So what are your culture points and making sure you bring people on that are um, aligning with those, with those culture points, but they live them every day. And I'll, always going back to the culture points when you have you need to have a conversation with someone so as long as you I think bring in the right people you know Jim Collins right, bring the right people on the bus and then put them in the right seats uh, I think sort of the the rest of those three things I talked about kind of just align and just they just kind of happen hmm. um, I mean you see quite quickly when you bring the wrong person doesn't align with your your culture how they'll not respect those three things of getting things done always growing and positive mindset mm -hmm. so I think if you start Start right away with the right foundation, getting the right people on the bus uh, that align with your company vision and where you're going, then the rest is really easy or mm -hmm. easy. Nothing's easy. Easier. <laughs> Easier. <laughs> it's interesting you reference uh, the idea of having these culture points and making sure the employees that you're bringing on are aligned with that. Have you ever had any challenges uh, or pain points in growing your team? where maybe there was misalignment or, or any challenges around that? Yeah, definitely. Like every uh, other business out there, you sometimes hire people you think uh, are going to be a good fit. And sometimes uh, it's a surprise and they're not. So uh, I think the lesson though is to uh, maybe, what's the saying? Hire slow, fire fast. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's to realize that, right away when there's something that's not right to address it or get the person off the bus. Uh, I think, you know, from experience, when you keep the wrong people on the bus too long, then that affects your culture, right? There's a, almost a subculture getting creative. What's could be acceptable because this person is having a behavior or, or, mm. or still being tolerated or still on the team, you know? Mm -hmm. No, there's nothing challenges, uh, realignment sometimes, bit of a coaching conversations to be had, but overall uh, I've been pretty fortunate so far. Mm -hmm. And so what do you do to keep those culture points top of mind uh, across your organization? Cause you know what it's like on a day to day that mm -hmm. our calendars are full, we're busy. We may have the best of intentions, but there may be some disalignment, be it communication or living those culture values. How do you keep that into play or top of mind for all of your team members? Yeah, I think it's 
being really intentional about it and being an example, mm. you know, uh, being the leader that you want other people to be. And uh, people sort of imitate what the boss does or what their leader or their manager does. So, yeah, being intentional about your actions and trying to live it out every day. Uh, but one of the things we've, we've, we've tried to do as much as possible is to celebrate our wins. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> not so much on we got a new account, but celebrate uh, perhaps a, a situation where someone demonstrated true culture points like you know you really took ownership of that situation and brought it from beginning to end even though the problem the technical problem maybe was was not caused by us or by something we control you really took ownership of that from beginning to end mm -hmm. and i think once people uh, once people start hearing that and understanding okay well that's that's what it means to be you know to have full ownership that's one of our culture points mm -hmm. um then they you kind of know what that means because you know we, we've all seen those culture points uh responsibility <laughs> honesty <laughs> integrity <laughs> but what does it really mean you know mm -hmm. and even before that like going back to the hiring and bring people on board like we're intentional about asking questions that line up with our culture points like mm. one of our other culture points is always learning so in our interviews we ask what's the latest book you've read or what are you learning right now to see, well, will they really match with us? Like we're constantly learning our technology and business and different things. And what are they doing? Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. and, and that all makes sense. Essentially you've intentionally set your culture points and you're taking those culture points off of your policies or your walls and you're creating yeah. an example of action and how they show up from recruitment all the way to offboarding if someone has to get off the bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I'd point out as well, or in addition to that, it's the point where you're talking about you're acknowledging and mm. celebrating when these culture points are embraced. So that when employees actually show these values and embrace them and their behaviors are aligned with those culture points, um, you acknowledge them. So it's almost creating like this positive reinforcement as to, hey, when I, when I embrace these culture points, I'm actually acknowledged for it. So it makes me want to go out and, and do that again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's just very positive. We try to keep a positive mindset, positive environment and... Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. so you mentioned taking ownership, I believe, was one of the, the culture points. Um, could, could you elaborate a little further on that one or share uh, maybe a few other culture points that you have? Yeah, for sure. So I can definitely expand on that one. Uh, so being in the IT world, uh, there's lots of things that can go wrong <laughs> or go right. And sometimes when we manage our client networks and there are things that we may not have control over, for example, uh, internet connection problems as we probably know in this pandemic but it's working from home and uh, the internet service providers are probably at their limit and so even though it's not something we the technician or our team can has control over it's still something we need to take ownership of and take on behalf of the client so when a client's having hmm. maybe internet issues it's not so much to say well it sounds like you're down or sounds like there's some congestion in your area uh, so there's not much I can do. No, pick up the phone, call Rogers on their behalf, bring the issue, 
like we set ourselves up to be an account on, uh, authorized account on the, on the account to prevent and like, to be very proactive about that and say, okay, well, I've got a client here or having issues. What can you do? And, and bring it forward and lead it until it's done, you know, mm. and not just throw the ball in the other court and say, well, you know, I've called and, you know, there's not much we can do. Well, what else can you do? You know, mm. trying to like figure out solutions that are out of the box sometimes, or, Hey, I thought of this. One of the things I, I'm really big on is, is setting the goal and getting out of their way. You know, like don't go and do you, you know, figure it out. You know, the goal, <laughs> I don't want to get in your way. You know, if, 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 uh, if you thought of a way that I haven't thought about, well, that's great. Cause you've found a solution. You found a path that I would not have otherwise explained to you or, or transferred. So. Mm-hmm. And- Has it always been that way? Was it a transition point uh, in growing your team where you were able to delegate and kind of let other people take ownership or has it just always been that way since growing? I think I'm a natural problem solver and it drives my wife crazy sometimes because (laughs) I always have a solution for everything or I can, or I know someone who has a solution for something or I know someone who knows someone. Uh, And I think through the years, as we've built the team, I've tried to impart that there's, there's always a solution, you know, Mm. and it may not be, it may be Googleable, or it may you may have to ask someone that may know the solution if we don't know ourselves. So uh, I think it's something that not everybody has, but you can teach. You can teach very basic strategies. You know, who knows in a team? Who do we know outside uh, externally, or who do we know out externally that knows someone that knows? Mm-hmm. So very basic, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, how has the recent environment and events impacted your team from a, a performance perspective and also that problem solving side of things for you? Uh, well, I mean, initially through COVID, we had to, uh, to shrink the team down a bit. And mm-hmm. it's amazing how uh, there's always a way to get things done. Even mm-hmm. if we're a smaller, leaner team, mm-hmm. we found ways to get it done. And uh, there's a book called... Um, the lean startup. So kind of borrowing some concepts from that, mm-hmm. you know, if you only have a hundred bucks in your bank account, so to say, well, you figure out a way to make it with hundred bucks. If you mm-hmm. have $2,000, it, it's a different, different strategies. Right. So I think uh, one of our um, abilities, I think is to be very adaptable and flexible and uh, Hey, we've got fewer people now, but we need, still need to deliver on what we, we see we're going to do. So how we're going to, rethink that are we going to use you know uh, contractors or partners of ours to get the job done you know so there's different ways to do it and i think overall the team has uh, really bonded uh through the recent events and solidified or you know getting getting closer together and getting things done mm-hmm. and so what kind of uh support have you found that your team has either sought out or that you may have been able to offer them uh, during this time, considering you're working on a leaner team and, and, and problem solving that with less people than usual? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'd say, you know, we're sort of adjusting to the new, uh, new work model a bit, uh, so to say. So we've really invested heavily in our tools, mm-hmm. tools that we use uh, to be able to work from anywhere. Um, yeah, I think for us, really, it's just 
pushing forward not like not a whole lot has changed because we're in essential services so uh, our clients still rely on us and uh, more than ever obviously <laughs> but you know i think it's uh i mean heavily investing heavily in you know one-on-ones making sure they're okay at, at a personal level you know how are you no no how are you really doing you know asking it <laughs> twice sometimes uh can really uncover uh what they're going through or thinking or experiencing so that's really important to to stay really close to your your team mm-hmm. yeah i think that's that's about it for for that uh, yeah yeah and so speaking from your seat sam what has been your biggest learning as a ceo oh gosh this is episode number two <laughs> <laughs> We can get on board with that. That's not a problem. <laughs> My biggest learning really is learning to say no. Mm-hmm. Learning to say no. I'm bombarded with opportunities of selling different things, rolling out new solutions. And yeah. it's like, let's just pick four or three and do three very well to the end. And that's something I've battled with a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, we always want to say yes to the next shiny object and oh, squirrel, you know, uh, <laughs> so and, and we and we have a Superman cape on, right? We're always looking to go and save the day. And so through the years, it's always been about, you know, no, we're not going to uh, start building websites for our clients. Although, you know, we're probably in the same bucket as technology and your technology guy, you, you probably can build me a website, right? Yeah, just because I can doesn't mean I should, you know. Mm-hmm. So we've done the same, and I've talked about this on on previous uh, podcasts. But we really built a strong network of strategic alliances that do their things very well. So we don't sell phones; we work with a partner in Ottawa. Uh, we don't do branding and marketing; we work with a partner in Ottawa. Cabling, all those other things that are uh, within the technology ecosystem, but not really true to our uh, calling into our, or really our core focus, as they say. So learning to say no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious. So you mentioned, you know, creating these strategic alliances or partnerships with other, other companies that their services complement um, what you guys do. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned narrowing down to three or four specific things. I'd like to understand that process a little bit uh, further. Um, were those three or four things defined right from the beginning? Uh, were they 10 at first and then over time they kept getting refined? Uh, what did that look like? No, I think initially, I mean, it really started with providing exceptional Apple support for companies. Mm-hmm. And then we quickly realized that running a business is way beyond just the computer that you're using. It's all the tools and the systems that you need to integrate with. So could be Wi-Fi, could be security, could be email, could be mm-hmm. video conferencing. There's a lot of things that are in the technology stack of a business. So I think as the years went on, we had to add things, but being careful, intentional about what are we adding to the stack that we're providing as ser- services or solutions, and the rest, like uh, you know, servicing printers and selling phone systems and installing security cameras, could be outsourced and referred to a partner external mm. to us mm-hmm. so that way we stay we stay true to you know supporting apple devices managing them providing consulting you know like our, our core 
uh, core focus. And I mean, this is sometimes we'll notice where we have employees that would say, hey, we should really start selling this. And you're like, okay, well, who's going to manage the, manage that? Who's going to deploy that? Uh, can I easily find someone who knows that product in the future for continuity or knowledge base? So it's not just, you know, let's just add this to our line card. It's the whole business thinking and the strategy and the structure behind it. So we're mm -hmm. very intentional and very calculated, sometimes too much, before bringing on a new solution or service. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. And it really aligns with the performance side of things that you were talking about as well. So it's, you're putting in your anchor, you're identifying what your intention is within your company, within your culture, and then you're getting really clear as to what those actions look like and staying true to those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that helps from a clarity, from an employee perspective, uh, from a sales, what do we chase? What do we say no to right away? You know, like, our saying here is defender, defender, yes, with a thousand no's. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, we don't do, we don't do that. Thank you very much. But I can refer you to someone. Oh, thank you so much. And that person will remember us forever. But we, we made it, it was a good thing for us to say no. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Yes. Yes. That makes total sense. And yeah. what are three words of inspiration that you would want the world to hear? Oh gosh. Great questions. Um, like stay focused, you know, what, what you're really good at. Stay focused on that. Uh, people before business. Mm -hmm. So stay focused on the relationships with your, your, your team, with your clients. Um, yeah. Always grow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fantastic. So stay focused. Focus on your team and always grow. Yeah. Powerful words, Sam. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. My pleasure. We really appreciate you sharing your entrepreneurial insights with Intuity Performance and our subscribers. So for those of you who would like to learn more about our, uh, Sam's business, we'll provide a link to his company's profile on the Elevate Business podcast title page. Take good care. Thank you very much for all of our subscribers to tuning in into another great episode of the Elevate Business uh, podcast. Take good care. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Business podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to future podcasts at intuityperformance.com, where you can also sign up for webinars and learn more about professional coaching and our facilitation solutions available to help fire up your whole person performance skills and drive actions for success. Until next time, stay true to you and take care of each other. We are all better together. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter, and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the Whole Person Leadership Cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.